Hello and welcome to Forget the Numbers, the ACCA student podcast. I'm Connor and I'm here once again remotely with Alan. Hello. With the March exam results coming out next week, and as most people adjust to their new routines, which may include working from home and varying other social restrictions, this week on the show, we discuss the importance of not basing yourself against anyone else, particularly at the moment. We'll also continue our theme of some positive news stories before getting to this week's student question. So, Alan, this is a big topic that I've seen coming up in different areas, but I found a really good article this week, which was kind of the, the focus for this podcast, around how it's important not to get caught up and I suppose to ignore other people's kind of excessive coronavirus-inspired productivity. So <laughs> this <laughs> that might be, be me right now. <laughs> <laughs> it might be something you... you um, I think it's we're even seeing it in lots of different ways and how every how active everyone's getting, how everyone's sharing on social media, you know, the lunchtime yoga classes they do and the the runs they go for every evening and maybe it's all the study they're doing or all the work. And, you know, particularly at the moment, how that can you know, you can't let that have a negative effect on your own mindset. I think we all remember people when you're in college or studying for exams the past certainly I do and like you come in one morning and uh you go what did you get up to last night and oh I studied for seven hours <laughs> and you you kind of think oh I didn't do that I watched football and and you kind of have to stop getting intimidated by people like that because it can certainly seem um like you're doing something wrong and the worst case out of that would be you end up doing more study than you need to, which kind of makes it all inefficient and all bad study. Whereas like I was always a big fan of doing kind of an hour, an hour and a half of really good study. And you kind of hear somebody, oh, I did four hour study last night. But what you haven't said is like an hour was colouring in a study plan and another hour was getting all their books in the right places and everything. So the fact of what they call study I don't think anybody does four-hour study, and I think you're right. It's kind of people at this time trying to show how amazing they are, and that's a that's a sense of I sometimes think people's own insecurities to show, and it's like a, with your employer, you feel like, oh, I should tell my manager I've done 15 things today. I've worked twice as hard as I do when I'm in the office, and uh, yeah. which is not which is not the point of the whole thing because and nobody's expecting that. So I do think it's a case of like just sticking to your guns and, and doing your thing and doing it well. Yes, your situation is different, but don't get too caught up in what other people are doing. Yeah, and I, I think that's exactly it. And I think this is particularly topical because results are coming out this week. There's there's going to be um, you know new decisions to be made. But I think that's the key thing. We're, we're not saying... You know, don't be productive, don't um, don't study, don't still exercise. But it's it's doing it in your own way and doing it in the way that works for you, and not getting caught out or made guilty or you know getting stressed and panicked because you're seeing what others around you are doing. So I'm going to go back to kind of three stages that um, this article talked about in in how you kind of make this this transition into um, you know what is a, a very different way of life for a lot of people and we understand that the the restrictions on different people in different countries at the moment are different but I thought these three stages were kind of a good starting point for for looking looking forward and getting into that routine we've talked about so the first they said was finding security and I think really what they're highlighting here is you know, you need to allow yourself a moment to kind of take stock with what's happened, get a bit settled and start to 
to prioritize and you know adjust to this this um slightly new, this new way of life that we're all facing so i think that the first one is is allowing yourself that it is a bit of an adjustment and once you've done that then you can you find that security you start to focus on yourself and not get caught up in what everyone else is doing so i think that is a good starting point Well, what we've done in this podcast a few times recently is we've compared the two of us and we've talked about our own experiences and and obviously I've got kids in the house, you don't, and our situations are very different in a way, but we still have to we still have the same tasks to broadly get done. We still have the same goals with the students and getting study plans and doing our podcasts and doing the webinars. Um but we do work in different ways yeah. during during the day um it's it's very different you can find some quiet time i can rarely find some quiet time but whatever way it were but we're both still getting everything done that we planned um but it is very different than than normally when people might be sitting in an office and don't be aff- like you're never going to create the exact same situation as you had where where you used to work in your office you're not going to have the, the exact same um working um, I wouldn't say ethic, but it's not that your days aren't going to work out like they used to work out. And there's nothing, um, you can get stressed by trying to find that magical formula to keep it the same. I think the best thing to do yeah, is accept that. And I, I think in this stage, it's, it's also, you know, maybe some of the stuff that you didn't have to think so much about. Now you have to find time and make time for, and that might be, you know, talking to your family, finding time to exercise, still having downtime. We talked a lot about, you know, the issues of working and studying at home, but still, still finding time to keep your, your head in a good place. And I think when you can do that initially, it, it enables you to get on to the, the next stage, which they call stage two, making a mental shift. And I think this is the the big one we're trying to talk to people. I think this is what's really going to come out for a lot of people as they set their sights now on September. But I think it's, it's, as you kind of said there, it's, it's making that shift, changing your mindset. And for, you know, for an ACCA that, that, um, student that might be starting to look towards September, starting to focus on that, getting your results and starting to, to change the focus in your head to, to prepare for exams in September. So I think a a big stage is, you know, once you get settled is making that mental shift into um, being able to, to focus on the different things in your life, but also start including your, your ACCA journey within that. And I think an important area of that as well, um, particularly at the moment, is still having people to talk to. Still, you know, if, if you've other friends who are, are doing ACCA, if there's someone in your family, you know, you don't need to judge and base yourself against them, but it's still useful to have people to talk to that you can tell how your results went, you can tell what you're planning for September. So I, th- I think that mental shift and kind of clearing that up in your own head and talking about it with people is, is really important. I think focus is probably the word we've mentioned the most over the last two or three weeks because that's that's what it's all to do with. And, and I think focusing towards September, but I don't think from a week-to-week basis you can kind of think about September all the time. And I think that's why we looked at the new study plans that we're releasing um, next week um, for students for September. It's not possible that you can't sit in the middle of April and think about September. It seems such a, a long way away. I think what we've done with study plans, and if you use the webinars and the podcasts in this way, we've really kind of come put a way of doing it week by week. 
So like take you have to kind of take your life in blocks rather than in big chunks. You can't say, I'm studying for September today. You kind of have to go, you have to commit to doing your September exams, but give yourself a target of what you have to do week after week and not, not a case of, you don't draw yourself a to-do list for everything you have to do with yeah. me now on the 31st of August. You're better off sitting down on a Monday and drawing yourself a to-do list of what you have to do with me now on Sunday and then do a new one next Monday. And I think that's where the focus comes from. You can't just decide now, I'm going to start studying for September without a plan. So studying for September is a goal, but I think a focus, and that's what I've found, and I think we've probably both found that, that having that kind of weekly focus, that goal on a Monday of what we're going to achieve that week has kind of worked. It certainly worked for me. And I think trying to get that in with with September as a goal um, at the end of it all is probably the best way to do it and focus on a week by week basis because it is a it is a long enough run in. Um, but if you break it yeah, down, and, weekly and one chunks, thing that we've always said is the ACC is a marathon, not a sprint. I, I think we've probably said that ten times on the podcast, but yes. um, I, I think that is really important, and I think that includes that mental shift. Just because June exams have been cancelled doesn't mean you now need to sprint through as many exams as you can. You know, when you look back on your overall ACCA journey, that this period is one small part of it, but don't make the mistake and I think that comes into looking at others you might hear from others they're saying well now that those exams are cancelled I'm going to do four in September you know you, you don't need to suddenly rush and suddenly yeah. sprint and try to do Double all down. this <laughs> it's, it's going at that marathon pace as you said it's focusing on those longer term goals but breaking it into small chunks and you know it's just keeping your momentum going through this period and that's why the study plans are really good so I think that again is, is why you need to focus on yourself what you're trying to get out of it and, and just keep going. The final stage, which again, I think is, is um, really important at the moment is about embracing the new normal, embrace, embracing this new routine that you've made based on those two other elements, the finding your security and making a mental shift, then that leads into this embracing the new normal. And I think it comes back to that first point I made of it's easy to see um, lots of other people and what they're doing and how much they're doing. And I think for a lot of people, there was this initial, um, as places went into restrictions, that you know people were trying to do as much as possible and show off how efficient they were doing. If you do, you're not going to be able to do that for the twenty weeks leading up to September. So it's really important you go back to those kind of cornerstone things we talk about, like getting a routine, still allowing time for exercise, downtime, sleep, and making sure that you have a plan that works for you and you're not burning out over these, um, these couple of weeks. Yeah. It's this kind of eagerness to say, okay, I'm going to do AF, AFM and SPL, for example, for, for September. And I'm going to yeah, get yeah. all of SPL done by the end of April. <laughs> and you kind of go, well, but why? Because you're going to leave all those other months in between and you're going to have uh, nothing to do and you're not going to remember it all. And, and back to the Martin Alice sprint, I'm, I'm reminded because I mentioned kids earlier, uh, the, yeah. the tortoise beat the hare in the race. Like, and, and like that, that's really what you're kind of, uh, you're really kind of looking at is it's about getting to that finish line um, in good shape. It's not about kind of sprinting at the very beginning. And I think, Anytime you see people running, there's two people, there's the, the group that kind of not kind of roughly know what they're doing. And, and then there's the people who get excited and run as fast as they yeah. can in the first mile of a marathon. And by about mile 10, you're passing them by and they just want to stop because they've given their all too early. And as you said, they've burnt out. 
And I think making that plan, and, and again, as I mentioned earlier, focusing on that week-to-week. If you focus on the week-to-week, everything else will kind of look after themselves because we've given a good plan. We've given a, a really good way of doing it. We've reorganized, we've reorganized the courses that they work on a week-to-week basis and they're slowly building up your knowledge and your exam practice nearly without you having to think about it. So I think just concentrating the week-to-week and the the bigger things will look after themselves. And by the time you get to uh, boot camp and things like that in August, I think you'll be in great shape if you follow that plan and take it take it slowly and consistently. Yeah, so I think the last thing to say is just keep an eye out on your email at the moment because we will be sharing all the details of those new study plans with you shortly. The other thing, the ACCA results webinar is going to be on Wednesday, April 15th. That's when myself and Alan will, will sit down and talk about all the decisions maybe that you're looking to make and what to do building towards September and what to do based off your results. So that webinar is Wednesday, 15th of April at one o'clock Irish time. Um, And the last thing just to say is if you're enjoying the the podcast at the moment and if you've enjoyed our webinars before, do share them with your friends. If you have other ACCA friends who are, um, you know, in similar positions in lockdown at the moment, we do think the advice we're given is is really useful for all students um, who might be in that position so do share the podcast with your friends if they might find it useful as well at the moment don't forget to follow us on facebook and instagram for extra content important news live streams study tips and much more so again we're trying to focus this week on the positive news stories and i found um a news story this may sound on another day i would say this sounds very boring it's a news story around bureaucratic efficiency um i'm already hooked color it's okay <laughs> i did find this very interesting given the the timing of everything um so what this story is about is that switzerland has found a way to give small businesses really quick and easy access to funds um and you know this is a, a situation and i don't want to focus on the the resources and responses of different governments but i thought this was really a case showing how um governments and banks can cooperate and limit paperwork to be really efficient and get um really you know useful um ways to help small businesses so while a lot of governments are struggling what the swiss government has been able to do is distribute 14 billion euro to over 76,000 companies within a week of launching an emergency package and i think if you look at the figures alongside what's happened in any other government it's it's kind of staggering and again the way they did this was just cooperation between the government and banks they limited paperwork they used robots to process applications they hired more people within banks to manage this um, and it's kind of proved key in, in them being able to roll out this this uh, emergency package to, to kind of SMEs within their countries. Um, I think the, the other thing that's really interesting, and it kind of follows the tune of a lot of other stories, they've been in contact with lots of their kind of European counterparts in recent days, showing how they structured the scheme, how they were able to roll it out and, and what worked well. Um, and just to highlight one Kind of other key point on it was um, one business owner who spoke in, in this article that I'd seen said that they applied by a one-page form on a Friday and they had the money by Monday, allowing them to be able to pay their staff and protect their business. Um, and again, they they just said the the system and the cooperation between the banks and the government was brilliant, and the speed has kind of enabled them to keep their their business going. Um, so. 
I suppose I won't get into the the details of everything that's involved in this package. I think um, you know, there's it's it's all based on obviously um, the company's revenue to to the cap of what they can get. Um, but I I think the the main thing I talked about was how I think there was a 121 banks that persi- uh, participated. The the government has given guarantees over these loans, um, and it really just seems like they have you know, the, the package that they want to, to do, they've just found a way that they can do it in such a timely manner that it will have the maximum effect. Um, so I, I thought it was an interesting story in that regard. I think there's like great examples of, of cutting through bureaucracy over the last few months um, across the world. This is, this is a pretty impressive example because it's a turnaround time. But I think there's been great examples and you kind of hope that like we talked about global warming in the last podcast about the, the how that's changed, and you kind of hope that people take the positives out of the last couple of months like this and like how they could, like I think in Ireland people have said that some things that happened over the last two months would have taken years and probably would never have happened in normal circumstances. Yeah, and hopefully we have learned from this and and as much there's always a push to make kind of. Um, government related entities more efficient and everybody this whole many people would have answered questions in the past and exams about private uh, private companies versus public versus like government run companies and about how they're more efficient i think this is a real good opportunity hopefully to keep that efficiency and keep that kind of working relationship that's been built up on over the, the last few months um i thought today as well i'd, I'd do a story because I think we, we the likes of Mr. Zuckerberg and his buddies and data, and we have we have hit them hard in this podcast in news stories <laughs> yeah. over the last few months. And I, and I just thought that the, there's, they, they're not all bad. And I, I thought that some of the things that um, some of these guys have done over the last few weeks has been impressive in, in the coronavirus pandemic fight. Um, Jack Dorsey has... Um, the founder of Twitter and the payment app Square, Square has donated uh, $1 billion, which is £810 million. Um, and you kind of think, people will think, well, God, he has it. And, and yes, he mm. does have it. But actually, when they broke it down, it's 28% of its wealth, his wealth. So yeah. it's not as if he's giving away kind of. I don't think any of us would. He uh, has a few billion. <laughs> now, if you think about it, would, you, would yeah. you be in a position to give away kind of nearly one third of everything that you, that you own? And like so, yes, he has. Yes, he has billions, but he like you could argue he made the billions too. So it's quite a large uh, contribution, I think, Uh, and especially in the US because the US it seems to be certainly heading west from Europe into the US, and they are struggling for a lot of uh, a lot of um, kind of ventilators and personal protective equipment, as most countries are. Um, but yeah, I just thought that was a pretty impressive, and he's going to use yeah. the, the, the shares in Square. Um, I I think the other thing with all those people is it does make a statement when powerful people within business, um, as well as you know, obviously the political people, but it makes a statement to political people when when business people are doing that, and it 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 does set an example to others. So I think you know there, it really does show a statement of intent or a statement where they're at with it. And I think that can encourage others to follow suit. It can encourage political people, particularly maybe in the U S to take um, more notice or it's, it's, it can have, you know, multiple effects, not just 
the actual amount of money that that's put into it. Yeah, and I think they're all doing different things. Like Mark Zuckerberg has committed thirty million to focus on an effort to create a treatment, which is good because it's not all about fixing the immediate problem. It's trying to make this not a problem for as long as possible. Jeff yeah. Bezos has donated a hundred million dollars to food banks in the US. Um, Tim Cook, I know, had previously announced that um, they're donating medical supplies to Italy. And I'm sure at this stage, you're probably involved in the US effort. I've no doubt about it. So yeah. overall, it, it, it's like we do give these guys a, a bad time. And a bit like the government bureaucracy, people are realizing that it's bigger than them. It's bigger than their country. It's bigger than their company. It's bigger. It's the biggest thing, the yeah. single thing the world has ever faced since when the dinosaurs got hit by a rock. <laughs> and and it, it's really, it's kind of really good to see that people are actually coming together and trying to solve this. And it's not, it's no longer about uh, the, the fortune top 100 people who are the richest in the world. It's everybody realizes that they are stuck in this together. Yeah. Try us for free by registering for a basic plan on LearnSignal.com to get everything you need to pass your exams. So, Connor, student question this week was um, with the March results coming on Monday. Um, one student, actually, a number of students were asking if they fell an exam from the March sitting, should they reset that again in September and take another subject with it? Yeah. So this is. And again, um, regardless of the, the timing of everything at the moment, this is probably the single biggest question we get leading up to results and during our results webinar. And the big thing, um, particularly for people listening to this um, at the weekend, is you know there's no point going through all the different permutations of if you've failed that exam or passed that exam or if you've done two in the last sitting and you're waiting for results of what you should do. It's it's really a case of waiting till you get re- your results and then it's all about, you know, focusing pragmatically and logically on what's the best approach for September. Um, we, we'll go through all that in the webinar um, in looking at, you know, if questions anyone has about their own particular case um, where maybe you, you did fail one exam from March and it might make most sense to do one new exam and one reset coming towards September. But that's there's no point going through all those. Um, you're only going to cause yourself more agony up till the point you get your results by trying to think of every possible um, combination that you might have to do in September. So my, my advice to you would just be Try, if you can, to just put it out of your mind until the results come out. And then for any of those questions, for anything you're stuck on, um, we'll have our results webinar on Wednesday the 15th. That's at one o'clock Irish time. And, you know, if if you do really need to ask a question before that, our 24-7 chat support is always there as well around the webinar. So we will be in full support mode next week as always, um, and we can help with any of those questions. But don't go through all these um possible things that mightn't actually happen when you get your results try put it out of your mind and and we'll help you with that next week so we're going to finish up there um one thing i did want to say and we highlighted earlier if you are enjoying the podcast do let your friends know about it we particularly think at the moment that um the support and advice we're giving on this could be useful to lots of students do look out for the results webinar that we have during the week. And as I said, our new study plans leading up to the September sitting will be coming shortly. So keep an eye on your email. The last thing to say is best of luck with your results and we'll talk again next week. Bye.